Your home for K-State Athletics is right here on 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City, WDAFHD2 Liberty, always live on the Odyssey app. Welcome. This is Alexa. What is the purpose of the visit? Jesus Christ. Let's begin now. I feel like Fesco waited on hold, heard that, was like, what in the heck? That's the Sunday open, baby. Top of every hour. Praise be, right? Super Bowl Sunday doesn't get much better. Don't take advantage of it. It's been the greatest six years of your life being a Kansas City Chiefs fan. Six years, man. We're like four more years of just being a decade of dominance. Put that on a t-shirt and sell it. We are now joined by half of what is Fesco in the morning that you hear on 610 Sports Radio. One of the top early market or top early show, mid-market shows. It's been rated. Those aren't lies. Those are facts. Bob Fesco, how are you this morning? Uh, You know, I'm doing wonderful, Dusty, just listening to that wonderful intro that you had. We are the sixth highest rated mid-market morning show in America. Please get that correct. That's that's big. That's street cred, brother. Tell them, Daddy. You know what I mean? That that's something you, you can't you can't hide that. That's just that's a plaque, and you know what? They can hate you because they ain't you, Bob. That's exactly right. Kind of like with the uh, with the Chiefs, right? You were mm-hmm. talking about the, like the last six years, and how could you not be excited? Yet we still have people out here complaining about wide receivers. So yeah. here we are in the Super Bowl, Dusty, which seems to be where we've taken up residency over the last five years. You know, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna live somewhere for a while, this is probably the penthouse suite you want. You know, you don't have to be uh, Randy Quaid and go trash it and move out. No one hears about you for the next seven years. Like uh, I don't know, like uh, maybe the Rams did. Who knows? I'm just hogwash here but Bob um I do want to bring this up because you're somebody that's been doing this for a while on on sports radio for for many many reasons why and you were you were here in the Romeo Cornell years or you were around following this team you were you were around that you you remember those Todd Haley years those Matt Castle years and when people say you know people, oh now you're a Chiefs fan no I I have I have Steve Bono and Brody Croyle and and Matt Castle and Kyle Orton I I get to watch all these and it, it's fun now because of where it was and where it's at and how great is that for someone like you that's done sports radio for all this time. Well, it, it is. It's, it's so much fun to, to finally have a winner. I was actually talking to a kid that I mentor who's over at ESPN now, and he was telling me this morning about the lineup on MLB Network Radio. And he goes, they got the White Sox GM, they got the Royals GM, and they've got the Angels GM coming up. I'm like, wow, that's huge. Big day for, for Major League Baseball Radio. He goes, they're all three contenders. And I thought about it for a second. I'm like, actually, the White Sox aren't a contender. The Angels aren't a contender. But we're kind of talking about the Royals being a contender. And he goes, how about that? The Royals and Chiefs good at the, at the same time. I'm like, we've never really experienced that here in Kansas City. You know, it's been one or the other. And when Romeo Cornell was doing whatever he was doing over there, at, you know, at Arrowhead, the, the Royals were building that winner and got to the World Series in 14 and then obviously won it again in 15. And the Chiefs looked at that and went, hey, man, that's motivation for us. We got to get we got to get on the right track. We got to do things differently. And they use the Royals as motivation to turn themselves around. And then the Royals go out and do what they did this offseason. And John spends $400 million on salaries and is getting ready to drop a cool bill plus on a new stadium. And, and people inside that organization said, yeah, the Chiefs have motivated us. And, I mean, how could they not? John Sherman is a season ticket holder for the Chiefs. He sees what's going on out there. His business partner's Patrick Mahomes. And so – they're motivating themselves to go out there and be winners. And it's just it's just a great time to be in Kansas City. I mean, we've, we've got the, the, the dream football scenario. We've got the greatest quarterback-coach combination that maybe we've ever seen in football today. And, yes, it is better than 
Brady and Belichick because Brady uh, Belichick wasn't an offensive mind and Andy Reid is. And so these two go together like it's never been done before. And and just sitting back as, you know, we're getting ready to kind of start the day here in, in Kansas City and get ready for another Super Bowl. Don't ever get tired of this. Don't ever think it's old. Don't ever think it's outdated. Like this one should be your favorite one because it's the most recent one. And then when this one is over, we start getting ready for next year because this team's going to waltz into the offseason, Dusty, as Super Bowl champions with Lombardi, and they're going to look around and they're going to go, we weren't good enough this year. We were not good enough this year, and they won't be wrong, and they'll address that wide receiver position. They'll add a couple of guys probably in free agency to shore up some other positions, hopefully re-sign Snead and get Chris Jones signed to a contract and move this thing forward and go for a three-peat. That's the greatest thing to think about it is that yeah, back-to-back is probably on the mind for a lot of players, but like I've said before, they, they think about it's like a pool player or even like a golf player. You're always thinking about your next shot, and yeah, you're, you're not going to let the Super Bowl get past you, but, man, you win two in a row. People are like, oh, what's the motivation now? Three in a row because not very many franchises, not, not just in football, but in, in franchises around in sports, not a lot of people do the three-peat, and that's, that's something that when you do that, like – it's not just an NFL dynasty legacy franchise. It's a sports dynasty. Yeah, you're up there with Michael Jordan and the Bulls. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. You go out there and you three-peat, and you, you are in rarefied air. And I can't even think off the top of my head who, like, I guess it's got to be the Bulls or the last three-peat you know, type of champion. And maybe the only in professional sports. There's probably some baseball squad that did it in the 1800s in Louisville or something that we don't know about. But I, I think what we're looking at is is history. I mean, this is a legacy game for Andy Reid today. You know, you, you win your third Super Bowl. That's big. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, it's a legacy game. It's also a legacy game for the organization. I mean, there, there, there's so much on the line today for the Chiefs to win. There's a lot for the 49ers. I can't believe it's been 30 years since San Francisco's won a Super Bowl. That's just mind-boggling. Growing up in, you know, the 80s and 90s when the 49ers always dominated, you thought they were always there and winning. They haven't won a Super Bowl in 30 years, but I don't really care. It's going to be 31 because the Chiefs are just a better team from top to bottom. You start comparing everything. They're the better defensive team first and foremost. They've got the better head coach. They've got the better quarterback. And probably at the end of the day, they're just better from 1 to 53. Yes, San Francisco's got a couple of nice pieces, obviously. But from a team standpoint, the Chiefs are the better team by every metric out there. Not only that, they play in the better division, which they've had a tougher ride through that. It's kind of like the KU analogy. They play in the Big 12 all year, then they play in the big tournament. It's like, oh, KU versus Kentucky should be a good game. And then they end up blowing Kentucky out. You're like, didn't see that coming. Well, if you watch conference play, you know they played against Houston and Baylor and you know all these other Big 12 teams. But one thing I want to go back to that you kind of alluded to that I've always said that I don't understand where we lost this train of thought is quarterback-head coach combination. Every year, it's seen when Brady and Belichick were in the playoffs or something like that, it was always like, well, let's start off with our predictions, guys. Who do they have a head coach? Bill Belichick. Who do they have a Tom Brady? Who do they have a quarterback? Tom Brady. Okay, I'll take the Patriots. But for some reason, for some reason, Bob, we've completely gotten rid of that, and Vegas thinks that too because they still hang a minus two next to Kyle Shanahan, who's had a 28-3 lead as an offensive coordinator and a 10-point lead as a head coach and blew them both. But yet, here we are. Once again, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are underdogs. How does that make you feel? Oh, it's wonderful, actually, because it motivates those guys because they look at it and they use it. I mean, to go back to your KU basketball analogy, over the years there have been so many times where we've seen a KU team say we're not getting respected by anybody, and they're the number one overall seed. I mean, it's like, so you've got to create ways to get yourself motivated in in a lot of times. And and so if you want to say 
the Chiefs are the underdog and they're not as good as San Francisco, fine. You know Patrick Mahomes put that mm-hmm. on the mirror in the bathroom of the room he's staying in all week. And, you know, he's, he's using that kind of as the motivation to uh, to get this one. So people do that all the time because we live in a, in a world now, Dusty, where it's all about the hot take and I was first and I called it type, type of nonsense, right? People always want to say, I told you Shanahan was going to be good. He's done nothing. Mike Shanahan's kid Kyle is, is no different than any other head coach. He's not won a championship. He's blown big games, as you alluded to, and, and people still want to pick him. Oh, and Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, great story. The, the national folks, they just get tired of the Chiefs. And as Mitch says after every AFC championship game, you know, you can doubt the Chiefs, you can hate the Chiefs, you can root against the Chiefs, but you know what? you got to deal with the Chiefs because they're still here. And they're here because of that coach-quarterback combination and the general manager combination, too. I mean, it's a legacy game for Veacher. I mean, you look at what he's going to do and win his third Super Bowl as the general manager of a team who – you know, people criticize for trading Tyree Kill. They've taken up residency in the Super Bowl since they traded Tyree Kill. Eric, the enemy's been, you know, sent to Washington, D.C. They're still in the Super Bowl. And they used all those picks for Tyree Kill, and they upgraded the defense, and they've got the best young defense in the NFL right now. So, I mean, we can't forget about Brett Veach doing, you know, all of this as well. So there's a lot right now that legacy-wise is on the line. There's so much to play for if you're the Chiefs. And to have that minus two just motivates you a little bit more to go out there and kick ass and take names. Talking to Bob Fesco of Fesco in the morning of 610 Sports Radio. I'm going to pull out my inner Bob Fesco. Spice and Foods, the official sauce of the Kansas City Chiefs. We are talking to Bob Fesco, brought to you by Spice and Foods, the official sauce of the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Bob, time for your pick. Brought to you by Spice and Foods. What is it, and how do you see this game going? Well, I, I think, Dusty, I'm feeling something different today. I'm no, feeling you're a 35 not. nothing blowout. <laughs> I'm feeling a 35 nothing blowout, all 35 points coming in the first quarter. Let's go. All right. I like it. That makes it a lot easier and let, lets me enjoy the Super Bowl snack. What are you doing? Are you firing up the Blackstone or you sent me a picture last night? You got a Blackstone now, that, Daddy. Buddy? Huh? You want to come over and tell me how to use that thing one day? We when, can go out there and just cook all kinds of meats and cheeses. Oh, man. I, whenever you want smash burgers or combination fried rice or Philly cheesesteaks, all you got to do is call me, Bob. You know I'll come over there. I hear the fried rice is huge in the Blackstone. My friend Drew Kiter was telling me about that the other night. He's like, oh, my God, the kids love the fried rice, so you mm. got to do that. So. I hear that's what it about. We got wings from Smokehouse, bro. We got the Cajun wings and some ranch dressing, some beans from Smokehouse barbecue. And I think I'm going to throw some chicken breast on that Blackstone just to kind of see it. I did two pounds of bacon last night to season the thing, so. Well, you better get a six-mile walk in tomorrow after your show on Monday morning. Yeah, I'm going, getting ready to walk into the J right now and get some, get my swole on, as the kids like to say. All right, stay fit, Bob, and enjoy the game. And I hope you're right. 35-0 at halftime would make a very, very, very nice Sunday afternoon. All right, see you, bud. Later. Bob Fesco at Fesco in the morning. Yeah, he sent me a picture last night. He had a, a Blackstone. He was just throwing strips of bacon on that thing, like, nonstop. I love my Blackstone. They're so good for, I mean, because there are a lot of things you can do that just, like, in a cast iron skillet on right. your stovetop. But Ugh. the even heat and uh, Phillies are so good on those things. Got to love this. Uh, Community America, big game coverage brought to you by them. Community America Credit Union. Community American Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. There was some information allowed this morning. We don't know the official inactives and actives, but one guy that we don't know might play. Another one we think is probably not going to play, and there is reason to be had for it. I'll bring it up. It's the only sort of negativity that I will have this morning. For everything else, we will continue to get you hyped. We will continue to have Quentin play Usher. I'll continue to stand or sit. I don't really know. 
We'll still have many, many people coming on the show. We've got Binkley at 1245, Carly Ritter at 1130. That's right. That's one-third of my Valentines this year. She'll, she'll admit it. And then you've got Drew, Cody, Gold, Live in Vegas, all those people. Quentin will be here. JT's going to give us a little prediction to get his little rookie year of the Chiefs playoff run. I am Dusty Likens. That is Quentin. This is After Hours, and you are listening to 610 Sports Radio. How you doing? We've heard it before. Everything's all right in KC tonight since we showed the Ravens the door. Man, did we need a big play from Sneed. And Travis showed he's still the best. I can't believe these are still coming We're moving on and we're playing a home game at Arrowhead West. Cause the Chiefs win games in Las Vegas. There you go. Shut up and deal with more. This is who again? Uh, Blaine Howard. Blaine Howard. Shout out Blaine Howard for doing Chad, the Lord's be work. Okay, I promise. Doing parodies. That's all Quentin's idea. Somebody from the 620. I have no idea what this means, but it says Dusty must watch Handmaid's Tale. I don't know what that is. I think it's a show on Netflix. Mm. From the 816, haircut got me looking fly. Now it's time to get high, high, high. Okay. <laughs> Whatever your vice is today that gets you to 5.30, man, that's all I know. Man, you got Reba McIntyre doing the national anthem, Usher at halftime. God, I can't wait for this game. Cannot wait, man. There was some news today. Not official yet, but there was some news today that Jarek McKinnon is questionable for the game today as he was removed from the IR, and that Kadarius Toney will likely not play, will likely be in an active. And there are reasons, I think, why for this. And I think we all know we can address the elephant in the room. It's been a tough year for Kadarius Tony. I also think his antics from a couple weeks ago on the Instagram live video that when asked at media night of the Super Bowl or the opening media night of the Super Bowl, he said it was towards the Giants fans. And it's no secret that the Kadarius Tony project didn't work. That it didn't live up to what they thought could happen. Now, last year in the Super Bowl, he had the longest punt return, I believe, in Super Bowl history, set the Chiefs up for success to win, and had a touchdown. And when you go back and think about that, you you look at it and you say to yourself, okay, maybe this is something that can get him over that edge. This is something that can build him bigger for the future. And in the offseason... there were the reports that the Chiefs could see Kadarius Toney being that wide receiver one. And within the first game of the year, that was debunked immediately. There was probably, if not, speculation that he probably had one of the worst games ever in NFL history. Um, 
for a wide receiver. And then there continue to be more hiccups throughout the season. Um, the Detroit Lions game might go differently if Kadarius Toney makes two catches. And I understand that it is a team sport. But there's a chance they win that game. And then there's the Buffalo game. And he's lined up offsides, and apparently he did slash didn't ask the ref or make sure that he was on or offsides. And a lot of people said, oh, they never make that call. And then to the definitive side of that argument, there was what, like five offside calls the next week? Or they were just calling him left and right, like, see, we do call him. Well, kind of. And that was a big blow to the team's morale and the team's character because we saw Mahomes break. And a lot of people took the take of like, oh, he's a crybaby. Oh, he pouts. Oh, you know, he's upset. No, that's just fire and, tena- and tenacity inside of an athlete that just wants to win and knows that they should win and that one of the better plays that he's ever seen or that any of us have ever seen happened and now doesn't exist. And probably, if it stood, would have probably been a top three play in the NFL this year. I'm serious. I was there, saw it live, and about lost my entire outfit when we saw Travis Kelsey turn around and hit Kadarius Tony waiting behind, you know, to catch that ball and take it into the end zone. And then he's off sides. And then his last and final hiccup was against New England, where Patrick Mahomes finds him right in the middle of the field, Clips through his hands, interception. And since that game, we have not seen Kadarius Tony play football for the Kansas City Chiefs, and I don't think we will continue to see Kadarius Tony play football for the Kansas City Chiefs. In fact, I don't think we will ever see him line up if he is inactive today for the Kansas City Chiefs moving forward. And unfortunately, you're a product of a system that gets only where they get by as close to perfection as they possibly can. And when the Chiefs win consecutive conference championships and the Chiefs consecutively go to AFC championships or go to AFC championships consecutively for six consecutive years and you go to four Super Bowls in six years, you have to get it right. You cannot have any question of doubt, especially when the clock gets faster and the games get bigger. And there's no bigger game than the Super Bowl, right? And right now, I'm not sure, actually I am sure, that there is no trust on this team with Kadarius Tony. And last time he did that little antic on Instagram, which I know a lot of you can roll your eyes and say it's not just about social media. He was talking about the Giants. And... That's one of those things that Andy Reid just doesn't tolerate. And this is one of those things where it's like, hey, enjoy the ride. If we win, you're going to get a ring. You'll have two rings in your career. Someone will sign you next year. But you ain't playing this game, man. Because if you look back, and Jake Binkley told me this before. If you look back, if they would have won the game against Detroit and won the game against Buffalo, right, they're 13-4. and They're the number one seed because of common AFC opponent wins. At least that's what I've been told. And they never travel. And a lot of that, a lot of that is kind of based on a couple of key losses 
kind of surfaced around one individual. And I understand it's a team sport. I understand teams win and lose games, but sometimes players can have an impact on who wins and who loses, right? Just like the reason you're in the Super Bowl, a lot of it has to do with Patrick Mahomes being a cool, calm, collected stud quarterback. And this, unfortunately, is a huge game with huge implications where they just can't have anything go, go awry. They know what their character is. They know what their mold is as an offense. And unfortunately for Kadarius Tony, that doesn't work. So I don't expect to see him on the field today. I don't expect to see anything like that. But I do expect the Chiefs to continue to move forward with what he's done. Rice, Pacheco, Kelsey, sprinkle in a little Watson, find MVS once or twice, and something else around that. But most likely, Kadarius Toney will be inactive. There's a lot of people that have asked me, how do you see this game going? And sometimes I use the pass to back up what I believe. And there are three examples, three examples of why this game might be not as close as some people think. Bob Fesco said 35-0 in the first half. And then the Chiefs just skate to a victory. I'll explain why the Chiefs have one key factor on their side that defends what have been three Super Bowl wins for other teams that were not pretty for others. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Have the microphone in front of both sets of fans. What would you like to say before Super Sunday? KB, let's go, baby! The man knows how to dominate on the field and with the microphone as well, Chris. And uh, it's, it's been asshole. <laughs> Y'all are firing me up. Make me want to play right now, baby. <laughs> Woo! I love the booze, man. I love the cheers, baby. Keep them coming, Niners gang. Keep them coming. Tell them, Travis. Tell them. Tell them, Chris. Jones. I don't know you personally, so I can't call you by your first name. Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones. Sorry about that. Man, I'm ready. I've, oh, man, I've been ready since Wednesday night. Wednesday night, I was about a 65. Thursday, I was about a 71. Friday, I was about an 80. Yesterday, I was about an 89. Today, I'm at a full 171. I think the best comparison we have is like you're getting ready for Christmas, right? Like mm. as a kid, you know? It's it, as as Christmas gets a little closer and closer and closer, you know, you're getting a little bit more antsed up. And today, I'm just, dude, as soon as I go over to mm-hmm. my Super Bowl party, I want to be, I want to be ready. I'm going to be ready to, I'll be down a brewski right mm. away. Just Teddy get one brewski. down. Rob Van Brewski. A lot of people have asked me, why do I feel so confident? Why do I feel so good about this game? Someone also asked, are you still standing, Dust Man? No, I'm sitting. But I'm going to freak Jay Binkley out when he comes in here because I'm going to be standing by 1245. Somebody just said, that sent chills down my spine. Let's blank and go. It's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day, so I can't cuss or be nasty. Even though I want to be nasty. Because I got Usher on my mind. I got Confessions Part 2 on my mind. I got Ja Rule's mesmerized on my mind. I've got a couple beautiful women on my mind. Anyways. And I think the best thing that I can do to get you at my level 
of confidence gets you at my level of why I am feeling good about this game, and that can all change tomorrow night when I come back on this airwaves from 7 to 9. Because I can't predict the future, but I can give you things of note that might help you out with that. And one thing that we brought up yesterday, if you listened, I appreciate it. But one thing that we brought up yesterday were three different scenarios of defenses that have allowed just fewer than what the Kansas City Chiefs are allowing in the playoffs as a defensive unit. The Chiefs averaging 13.7 points per game given up to their three opponents who all three had very good offenses. Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore. No secret. And the Chiefs beat all three of those teams because they have a really good defense. And I know that we're going to go throughout the day and get score predictions from people, but I want to give you an example. Because there were only three teams in the playoffs that made it to the Super Bowl that had allowed fewer points than the Chiefs have allowed this year in the playoffs of 13.7. By the way, secret little nugget. The Chiefs have only allowed three points in the second half in the playoffs. Average three points allowed in the second half. The teams that they had faced, that or the teams that they have compared to that have given up just fewer points than 13.7, Seattle in 2013, Tampa in 2002, and the Ravens in 2000. Do you want to know the results of all three of those teams' seasons? All three of those teams won the Super Bowl. Not only did they win the Super Bowl, but they won the Super Bowl in blowout fashion. That Baltimore Ravens team that had a great defense, that was one of the better defense, that was led by Trent Dilfer. They beat the New York Giants 34-7. to 34 to 7 is what they won that game by. That Tampa 2 defense, that John Gruden traded head coach defense that played the Raiders in the Super Bowl, they won that game 48 to 21. Rich Gannon would throw five interceptions. The MVP of the league that year would throw five interceptions. In fact, The MVP of the Super Bowl was a cornerback. I believe it was Dexter Jackson. Not only that, we can do another example of the same team, the 2013, the Legion of Boom. That that Seattle defense, they beat the Denver Broncos 43-8. to Those are the only three teams that have allowed fewer than 13.7 points per game in the playoffs to win the Super Bowl and they won 34 to 7, 48 to 21, and 43 to 8. And you know, in that 48 to 21 game, you know there were some garbage points. But they were not close games, they were blowouts. There's not a lot of blowouts in Super Bowls. I know the Chiefs got technically blown out by the Tampa Bay Bucks, but we're not going to talk about that because that wasn't a good defense for the Chiefs. And they were missing a ton of offensive linemen. And Patrick Mahomes ran for like 400 yards behind the line of scrimmage. But that Seattle team that was great, they beat the Denver Broncos 43-8. to In fact, you remember the first play of the game, right? 
Snap of the ball goes over Peyton's head. Seattle scores a touchdown, goes for two, and goes up 8 nothing, and the game was over. The Tampa Bay game against the Raiders, we just mentioned it. Rich Gannon threw five interceptions. I believe he threw two pick sixes, one to Dexter Jackson, won the MVP, and had two interceptions. And they got blown out. And the Ravens, with that powerful defense led by Ray Lewis and Trent Dilfer, they beat the Giants 34-7. to And now the Chiefs, who have a defense, it's not fun to talk about defense. No. It's fun to talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. It is. And you can leave that as a blank space, and I'll shake it off and be the anti-hero. That's three Taylor Swift songs in seven seconds. How you doing? But you have to lean into what this defense is, right? And you can take those three games from three other teams in three other years, and you can also compare it to what this Chiefs team is this year on defense. We've talked about it already once. They beat the Miami Dolphins in Kansas City. I can't predict the weather. Negative 30. I also can't predict that Miami would have had their worst performance at the worst possible time. You love to see it. 158 total yards, one of 12 on third down conversion, seven total points. Not good. And the Chiefs defense made that happen. The Chiefs were still scoring. They put up 26. Their kicker hit four field goals with a frozen rock. And then the next game, they go play Buffalo. And where Josh Allen could have hit that underneath pattern to Stephon Diggs and things could have been different, he went for the big shot against the big defense, and they fell short. And then that poor kicker missed the field goal. And the Chiefs beat Buffalo on the road, something that we'd never seen before. Oh, gosh, how's Patrick Mahomes going to go on the road? How's Patrick Mahomes going to go do his thing? Never seen it before. Well, now you have. And then this defense went into Baltimore. And some idiot for Baltimore thought it'd be a good idea. His number was 10. You can go back and watch it. It's out there for all to see. Kind of like that Drake video Sunday show. I apologize, Lord. But it's there. Number 10 walked his happy little rear right over to the Chiefs sideline pregame and got into the face of some people and tried to start a fight. You know what happened to number 10 at the end of the game for Baltimore? MVS caught a pass falling back on his backside to seal the win for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, by the way, you remember when Zay Flowers flexed over Legereus Sneed after catching a big pass on a really cool play? What happened to Zay Flowers next? The defense punched the ball out, and Zay Flowers fumbled their Super Bowl opportunity away, and the Kansas City Chiefs won. There's a reason why the number one saying on this team is in Spags we trust. Because it is insane to play Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, two of those games on the road, and give up an average of 13.7 points per game, and it's even more amazing to play Miami, Buffalo and Baltimore and only average giving up three points in the second half. Baltimore, a running team, decided not to run. I don't know why. Buffalo saw 15 over there and they just had the memory of 13 seconds in their head. We cannot give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. We've got to do something. Oh, no, we lose. Miami got on the plane, got into Kansas City and said, I don't know about this. 
this is stupid. Negative 30, and Patrick Mahomes went out there and for the first four plays of the game threw the ball. When everybody thought they were going to run. And when you pad all that together from this year, and you put together the past, and you think about what teams that have had slightly better defenses than the Kansas City Chiefs, according to the numbers given up, Ravens, 34-7 in the Super Bowl with that defense, won in a blowout fashion. Tampa Bay, that defense that had pro bowlers and Hall of Famers all over it, more than slightly better than probably this defense, but who knows? They win 48-21, to blowout fashion in the Super Bowl. And of most recent, the 2013 Legion of Boom, the Seattle Seahawks, they beat your most hated team, the Denver Broncos, and Peyton Manning, 43-8. to And it was never close. Ever. Remember, the big game coverage is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. Community America Credit Union is proud to be the exclusive banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Get your Chiefs checking account, including the exclusive Chiefs debit card at ChiefsChecking.com. Also, Jefferson's 15% off online orders for carryout and delivery with promo code 610sports. Limit one per customer on $40 minimum orders. Shout out Lee Summit Jackstack people. I'm happy to hear you guys listening to this show. I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Shout out to Quentin. Shout out to Bob Fesco. More to come. Coming up next, Super Bowl rituals. What is a Super Bowl ritual that you have that you do consistently? I'm pretty sure this guy just drove by the studio, gave us a fist pump. Somebody's close, scary, but awesome. This is After Hours. You're listening to Dusty Likens and Quentin. We're on 610 Sports Radio. Mm, right here, man. Turn it up, Quentin. Come on. Volume up, baby. Get it ready. Come on. It's gonna be the hardest thing I think I ever had to do. Got me talking to myself, asking how I'm gonna tell you. Pop that dick on part one, I told y'all I was creeping with, creeping with. Say she's three months pregnant and she's keeping it. First thing that came to mind was you. I hope this is a verse song tonight. Oh, baby. Are you starting to come around on Usher? Are you starting to like it? You gotta love that. That's a banger. That that right there, man. I'll tell you what. When you get a honey, because you're a lot better looking than I am, and you got a better beard, and you're a lot smarter, I'm a dumb idiot. You put that on in the car, and you just put the right hand on the knee, you're in, baby. And I know, I know that this is the Lord's show on a Sunday. I, I understand that. God, dog, when he plays that song, I'm going to lose it. I'm watching halftime. I'm going to watch every minute of it. I will watch most of halftime. You will watch all of it. I will watch most of halftime. I'll, I, it depends on, because I'm going to get up, you know, and like most people in the United States, I will go to the bathroom at the time, you know, at halftime. I'm going to get a catheter for the Super Bowl. <laughs> a Genius stadium, idea. A stadium buddy. Do they, is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm, I didn't know they had those. A stadium buddy. Yeah. I'm going to get me one of those. Get a little bag? Yeah. Usher's kind of kind of underrated. Can you be underrated if you're playing in the Super Bowl? Uh, I don't know. I did hear somewhere that in the Super Bowl halftime shows, they're not paid at all. They're basically promoted because they're going on tour or they're dropping something or, you know, some sort of like that, and they – get the notoriety and the popularity, and then that leads to money, money, money. 
And if you know, Usher is getting ready to go on tour. Somebody said, Dusty's going to be air grinding to Usher at halftime with a <laughs> gut full of lasagna. I'm not eating any lasagna. It's too heavy. I've worked too hard for this stepdad bod. I can't be eating lasagna at a halftime show. But I will be air grinding. I can tell you that. Somebody from the 816 said, I just went from 6 to midnight, Dustman. Dear Lord, I apologize. If you are driving around or you are at work or you are doing last-minute grocery shopping and you are listening to this program, praise be. I appreciate you more than you know. Tell your friends. Call your friends. But hey, are you into the game yet? No, I'm just not right quite there. You got to listen to this crown jewel on 610 Sports Radio. I didn't make that name up. That was given to me by a female listener and her five friends. Hey, Don. But I do want to have a little bit of fun before we get the goons from Las Vegas, Cody and Gold, to join the show. Maybe we'll get some deep dive stories that have happened in Vegas that we've yet to hear about that they'll probably talk about Monday. But Super Bowl rituals, do you have any? Do you have things that you have to do? Do you have a spot that you go to? Is there a food that you have to eat? Is there something along the lines of, I do this every year because of this? Shout out Donnie and Holly Funk. They're listening too. Good friends of mine. I'll see them later tonight. Hopefully they're not watching me while I'm watching Usher. Calm down. Calm down. Reel it in, Dusty. Reel it in. Um, But I don't know if you have one of those. Because I know there's a lot of people, and I don't think this is weird. And I know someone, I'm going to read this text here in a little bit. I don't think this is weird. Um, If you're one of those people that just likes to watch the game in your house, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe you don't have a significant other. Maybe you don't have, you know, a huge group of friends and you just want to you want to zone in, watch at your house, and that's fine. I, there's nothing wrong with that. Look, a ritual is a ritual, right? I wear the same outfit in the playoffs every day, minus the pants. I wear a different pair of those. But it's the same hat, top, everything, every game. That's a ritual that I'll have. And maybe you've got one that's different. Somebody from the 816 says, every year I got to eat my weight in little Smokies slathered in Gates barbecue sauce. It's about tradition. That's awesome. That's a tradition that you'll do every time. Somebody from the 816 says, I always have to eat lasagna. Okay. Hey, you do you, man. I'm not. You do you, boo. Somebody from the 816, I have to eat pigs in a blanket and wings before the game starts. The one I didn't do that was the Tampa Bay Super Bowl. I have to be single every single time the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Because the only time I was in a relationship, the Chiefs lost. How you doing? That's kind of a joke, but it's also serious. I think my only Super Bowl tradition is kind of a tradition I have with games in general. Is just who I watch it with. But I because I've sort of been all over the place when the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I don't really have like a Super Bowl tradition. Yeah. When I watch regular season games... I go and I watch it with my parents, and uh, I sit on the same couch and the same cushion and watch the game that way. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I don't actually have any, like, Super Bowl traditions. From the 816, just me, my wife, and my son today, but I cook like we're having a party. Ed. I wonder if that's cousin. 
That's what we call him in the neighborhood. Not that I live in that neighborhood, but the guys and girls that live in that neighborhood call him cousin. Got to eat original pizza and drink diametric TD long tossing beer at my sister's. The one year I had Minsky's and we watched the game at my place, we lost. Um, I don't really know traditions. I will more often than not normally sit on the first and closest seat to the TV. I don't care if I'm looking to my left. I've got enough bio freeze to lather on my neck the next day to calm it down. Um, we had another one earlier. Some people are going down to P and L and from the seven, eight, five, it says, Dusty, can you give a shout out to my girl, Katie Ann and her bestie, Maddie? They're watching at P and L tonight. Maybe a shout out will keep them safe and they can make it home to their Husky named Smokey tonight. That's a lot of information, but shout out Katie Ann and Maddie and your Husky named Smokey. Be safe. That's the other thing. Be safe. There's Ubers for a reason. Call them. There's Lyft. There's a friend that's sober. Call them. Don't be stupid. There's too many options to get away. Stay at somebody's house. You can always get up in the morning and get home safe. Just be smart. From the 816, the number one Super Bowl tradition now that the Chiefs are consistently here, it's complete isolation for the game. I will not be around a bunch of casuals and their side combos and acting like this is just a game. Look, I have no issues with what your Super Bowl ritual might be. None at all. The hell with the couch. I pull up a child's chair and sit five feet from the TV. That's fair. I'll be standing. I think last year I took my sweatshirt off after the game was over. Right? Somebody says, love the show, Dusty. Also, Little Smokies, but with Sweet Baby Rays. Also, haven't heard mentioned of how Pat has never lost in a dome. He's also never lost in Vegas. He's also never lost to the San Francisco 49ers, if that helps. Happy Sunday. My wife and I always get the kids to move on and sneak off for a nap exactly two hours before the game. It works like a charm. Snouts out. Shout out UCM. I've got one one tradition that because of the the person, my friend that I watch it with, mm. uh, we were watching the first Super Bowl together, and when Damian Williams ran that touchdown end that mm-hmm. sealed the game, we jumped up, and he we embraced each other, right? Mm-hmm. And he started smacking my back, mm. and he hit my Upper back. Upper or lower? Like, uh, like shoulder blade. Oh, not the he ace? He hit my back so hard that I had a handprint on my back the next day. Yeah. But I didn't care. Worth it. But I will always remember that moment because – I'm like cheering and jumping and I'm screaming and I just like my back, (laughs) my shoulder is now killing me. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Somebody says we lost it. Indy last year in a dome. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Way to ruin the fun. You factually correct people, but I still love you. That was just reading what the text said. I didn't come up with that. I just know that he hasn't lost it. Allegiant Stadium, is that how you say it? Allegiant? Yeah. He has the best record in that stadium. Mm. Somebody said that their brother's listening to this program walking to the sphere. How about that? We got Las Vegas ears on, baby. Did you see that they had the Chiefs Super Bowl rings on the sphere? Mm-hmm. And the Niners, to be fair. And then they did every single Super Bowl championship ring. But it was nice to see the Chiefs. 
Coming up on the other side, it's the duo that does 10 to 2 on 610 Sports Radio. They're in Vegas. Nobody got lost. Maybe we've got some stories. We'll dive into that. We'll get some more predictions from others that do shows on this radio network. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens and Quentin, and this is 610 Sports Radio.